Hi, everyone. Welcome home. You're watching Legacy TV. My name is Sarah, and I'm so excited to come into your homes this week and to share the Word of God with you. There is nothing more precious, nothing that I love to do more. And we just want to say Happy Thanksgiving. What an awesome week where we get together together with our family and celebrate all that Jesus has done for us, all that we're thankful for, to look back over the year and remember His loving kindness, how good He's been to us. So let's pray and let's get right into the Word today. Father, we love you so much. We worship you and we come into your presence with thanksgiving. We enter your presence with thanksgiving. We thank you for Jesus today. We thank you that he is our healer and our helper. He's our ever-present ever help in time of need. We want to thank you for the Holy Spirit who's our teacher. We receive your help today. Lord, we receive your comfort your ministry to us, to help us when we don't even know what we need help with, Lord, that you are there to minister directly. We ask you for um, exactly what we need today. We receive it from you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's start in Psalm 100. This has always been one of my favorite passages of Scripture as long as I've been leading worship and ministering to the Lord. And it's always stood out to me, Psalm 100, Verse four says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. I've had so many people over the years come to me in services and just in our ministry times and say, I don't know why, but when I'm with God, I don't feel anything or I don't seem to experience Him or I don't, I don't really know His presence anymore. I don't know why my life feels dry and empty. And a long time ago when I discovered this verse, enter His gates with thanksgiving, I found out the key to coming into His presence. Thanksgiving is the key that unlocks the door to His presence. And I thought about who the door is. Jesus said about himself in the great chapter of John, he said, I am the door to my, for my sheep to enter through. And I love this. And this whole scripture is all about uh, that we, in verse three, if you look at it, it says, know the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us. We are not, um, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And Jesus is is the door to the Father. And so I saw that a long time ago when I, if I wanted to experience God's presence, I needed to be thankful for Jesus. I needed to come before His presence and thank Him for His greatest gift. Be thankful for Jesus. So every time I started to do that, Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the gift that you've given me. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for every good gift that you've given me, as soon as I started being thankful, looking back and remembering what he had done for me, oh, his presence would come into the room. His presence would begin to minister to me. I can sense him in a greater, in a greater degree. I just believe that there is nothing more powerful than a heart that gives thanks. Nothing that pleases God more than thanksgiving. You may say, well, I thought it was faith 
that pleased God. Well, that's exactly what I just said. Without faith, without thanksgiving, it is impossible to please God. And I, I started preparing to teach on this one time and I heard the Lord speak this phrase to me so clearly. He said, Sarah, thanksgiving is the language of faith. The language of faith. It's how we faith people talk. We give thanks all the time. You know, complaining is the vocabulary of the world, but thanksgiving is the language of faith. Thanksgiving is the language of the conqueror. It's the language of the joyful soul. If you want to know how to overcome, start thanking God more. Start being thankful. I remember a story about a about a professional athlete. This is a true story. And he was he came down with this horrible sickness. Uh, I think it was a pretty de- um, deadly disease. And he was in the hospital. And he was, he was coming close to the end. And he was about to lose his career that had just begun. And, and he cried out to God. And he said, Father, help me. Show me what to do. And God answered with such a simple response. He said, be more thankful. Be more thankful. Do you know that thanksgiving, being thankful, could be the key to your healing? Well, if it's the language of faith, I believe it could be. It could be the answer that we've been waiting for. Thanksgiving is the language of faith. Now, I think about, when I teach on this, I think a lot about the story of the um, children of Israel when they were in the desert and they had been so taken care of by God. He had been faithful to them time and time again. He was leading them. He was feeding them. He was providing for them. He was doing wonderful, wonderful works for them. And one day they became unthankful. And you know, you think that after all that God has done for us, me and you, that we would be thankful, giving thanks all the time. But how easy is it for just anyone me, you, anyone, to get to yield to our flesh and to complain. You know, you can't complain and be thankful at the same time. You're either doing one or the other. But God's vocab, the way that we were, that we, that He designed for us to speak uh, are only words that glorify Him and give Him thanks. Thinking about those Hebrew children, you know, they, um, Numbers chapter 21, verse 4, it says, um, I'm going to read it to you. Um, let's, let's go there and I'll look at it with you. Um, Numbers chapter 21. They complained and they murmured and they began to speak against the Lord because they were, the Bible says they got tired. You know, oftentimes when we're fighting the good fight of faith, if you've been in any boxing ring for any amount of time, the temptation, there is a temptation to get tired. There's a temptation um, to become impatient along the way when you're standing and believing. That's why the Bible tells us that without faith and patience, I'm sorry, with, with faith and patience, you inherit the promise. That's how we receive two things working together, faith and patience. So the moment we become impatient, we we start to lose. But if we will let patience have its perfect work in us, 
Eventually, we will win. But in Numbers 21, verse 4, it says, The children of Israel, they journeyed from Mount Hor to the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged along the way. Some translations say they became unthankful. Um, some, uh, this one is funny. The NIV says that they complained against God and they became whiny. You know, in my house, this is pretty funny, but in my house, when my kids start to whine about anything, I say, guys, are we whiners or are we winners? And they usually say, we're winners, mom, we're winners. But they say it a little whiny, you know, like we're winners. <laughs> and I'm like, no more whiny pants. We are not going to be whiny in this family. Why? Because whiny is, number one, is annoying. Um, <laughs> and um, it's, it just sounds gross. You want to know how to be really attractive to look better every day? Be thankful. You want to know how to just come across, um, man, just, just cool. People like you. You'll make more friends. Be thankful. Nobody wants to be around a whiner and a complainer. It's no fun. So anyway, that's what we do in our house. Are you going to be a whiner or a winner? Some of you mamas out there, you say that to your kids. But these, the children of Israel, they started to complain. They were being whiny complainers. Now, I'm not judging them because I've done it. I've been there. All of us have been there. Well, one translation, the Good News translation says, they lost their patience. Man, the moment you start to lose your patience, I never want to be caught speaking anything against God or against His anointed. That's what happens when you become unpatient. You start saying the wrong things and then faith is halted. It limits God. They were complaining and they're complaining. This is what happened. It opened them up to the enemy. The people, verse 5, spoke against God and against Mo Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? God was helping them. They were believing a lie. For there is no food and no water, and our soul loathes this worthless bread. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and many of the people of Israel died. They opened themselves up to the enemy. Complaining did that. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he takes the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Here's what's so cool about God. No matter if we miss it, no matter if we do have a day where we whine or complain, if we'll catch it and we'll turn our heart and we'll repent before the Lord and we'll start to be thankful again, then he is always faithful to be right there. He's always merciful to come right there and to meet us where we're at and to turn the situation around, to heal us when we open ourselves up to the wrong thing. He is so merciful. Verse eight, the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent, set it on a pole, and it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole, and so it was. If a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. Now, here's the thing. They couldn't keep complaining and being negative if they wanted to see their miracle. If they wanted to have their healing, they could only look at one thing. 
They could only look at the serpent on the pole. That serpent represented the cursed Jesus. It represented when Jesus was made a curse for us. He hung on that tree. That serpent on a pole was Jesus hanging on the tree. And it's amazing to me. They couldn't, they couldn't stand there and think about the snakes all around them, biting their friends, biting their family, maybe, maybe coming up to them. They couldn't look at those snakes. They had to look and focus all their attention on the serpent on the pole. They had to look prophetically at Jesus. And here's the truth. We can't be unthankful and at the same time be staring at Jesus. The Lord said to me one time, He said, Sarah, if I can capture your stare, I can change your circumstance. If, if you'll stare at me, if you'll look at me, if you'll behold me, I can change what you're going through. If, see, that's a, that's a foreign thing. I mean, how many times do we spend our life on the run? We living, many people are sick because they are not living at rest. Many people are sick because they are complainers. They complain night and day about the situation they're in. They look at their symptoms. They stare at their symptoms. But God wants us to stare at our Savior. He wants us to look at Jesus. He wants us to behold Him and to become thankful. And as we continue in thanksgiving, we will see fruit in our lives. I was thinking about when I was a little girl, we used to live by a peach orchard. And my brothers and I, we would always go out to the peach orchard and disappear for a long time. We lived in the, we were country people, country people in Arkansas. I mean, I got so made fun of when I married Jeremy, when I moved to Texas, people made fun of me. They asked me if I wore shoes. Now, how rude is that? Do you wear shoes? Of course I wore shoes, but I did play out in the peach orchard and I like to play outside. I was always on the four-wheeler driving around, going down to the river. Yeah, I do sound country, don't I? Going down to the river. Yeah, so I'm a country girl. I grew up in Arkansas and we live by this peach orchard. We'd go out there and, and I loved to just walk around the winding paths and we would build forts with sticks and I mean, anything. Yes. Okay. Maybe I do need to be made fun of, <laughs> but we would just walk around and pick peaches off the tree and eat our peaches and they were so good. Never watched, washed them. Never thought about all the pesticides that were growing on the tree. No, we didn't have a care in the world. We were kids and life was good. But anyway, we walked around and ate those peaches. And if you think about it, um, whatever that, whatever fruit is hanging on the tree, proves what kind of tree it is. If it's a peach hanging on that tree, it proves that a peach seed was what caused what caused that tree to grow and produce peaches. And so we know that whatever fruit there is uh, will show and prove whatever is going on in the inside of that tree. Well, it's a truth in our everyday life. Uh, the fruit is proof of what's going on on the inside. Whatever's going on on the outside is proof of what is going on on the inside. And as I was looking at this, this scripture came to mind. Let's see if I can find it with all of my 
myriad of index cards. This is what I do. I write on index cards and I store them in my Bible, all my prayers, all my notes, and it can sometimes get messy, but it's really, really good for me. (laughs) Anyway, this is a scripture that came up to my heart when I was praying about this. Um, Hebrews 13, 15, it says, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Okay, we see here what praise, what real praise is. Real praise is giving thanks to God. That's real praise. Now, it's funny because we've, even in our praise and worship services, um, praise in church, oftentimes we think that's just the fast song at the beginning of a service. (laughs) But real praise is giving thanks unto God. So I don't even believe there's a way to start a praise and worship service or to start music in service without starting it out with giving thanks unto God. I'm gonna tell you this for all you worship leaders out there. This is a powerful truth that I have learned from God. Begin all your worship services thanking God. If you wanna experience God's presence in a great way, His glory, oh, come before His presence with thanksgiving. He will show up. But I think about this and... And I think about, it says that the fruit of our lips uh, offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. That's our words, that's our mouth, that's our thanksgiving. And the Lord spoke this to me. He said, whatever you see happening on the outside is what's going on the inside. And He said this, thanksgiving is the proof that faith is working in the heart. You wanna know if faith is working in your life? where your faith has gone to work for you, you want to know if it is producing results. You don't have to see it to know. In fact, faith doesn't have to see it. You want to know if it's working? Check your mouth. Check your lips. Check your level of thanksgiving. You want to see your faith come up? Bring up your thanksgiving. Start speaking words of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the proof or the fruit that faith is working in the heart. I want to share with you one more scripture. I can't believe we're almost out of time. Ah, we still have two more weeks and we're going to keep talking about Thanksgiving. But 2 Chronicles 5, 13 through 14. Oh man, let's back up a minute in verse 11. I love this scripture. It shows us the power of Thanksgiving. And it's after Solomon built the temple unto God and he brought all of the singers and the ministers to the Lord, all the, the priests, and they came together, all the people. In verse 11, it says they came, it came to pass when the priests came out of the most holy place for all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves without keeping to their divisions and the Levites who were the singers and all of those of Asaph and Haman and Jeduthun and their sons and their brethren, they stood at the east end of the altar clothed in white linen, having cymbals, stringed instruments and harps and with them 120 priests sounding with trumpets. Man, this would have been awesome to be at. I would have loved to have seen this. A bunch of people coming together to glorify God, honor God. I mean, they were dressed in this white linen that represented their honor for God and their heart toward God. They they came together, all the instruments. And it says in verse 13, it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one. Well, how did they become one? Um, they became one in heart. They, they came together in unity to make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. When they lift up their voice and the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praise the Lord saying, for he is good for his mercy endures forever. 
This is what happened as a result of their thanksgiving and praise. Are you ready? The house of the Lord was filled with a cloud so that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. As I'm thinking about this today, I just want to encourage you, you mamas, you daddies, if you've been wondering why there's stress in your home or you've been uh, experiencing turmoil or strife in your families, I want to encourage you to start giving thanks. I want to encourage you to open your mouth and to look back and to remember how good God has been to you. As you continue to give thanks, your heart will come alive with praise. It'll come alive. As you give thanks, you'll remember His loving kindness. You know, there's power in using your memory to glorify God. Power in the memory. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. That means remember who, who forgives all my sins, who heals all my diseases, who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies, who renews my youth. Start thanking Him for renewing your youth. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Come before Him, first of all, with thanksgiving. It will please Him. And as it pleases Him, He will fill up the atmosphere of your home with His presence. He will fill up your life with His goodness. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without thanksgiving, it's impossible to please God because thanksgiving is the language of faith. I love how they just came together with one heart, one mind, thanking and praising God. And as they did, God showed up. You want God to show up and show out in your house? Start thanking Him. You want Him to show up, show out in your body? Thank Him for healing you. Do you want Him to show up in your finances? Thank Him uh, for His, His provision. Thank Him for freely giving you all things. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. And as you do, He will show up and His glory will fill your life. Remember, Thanksgiving is the language of faith. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. 